then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys? Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free, my mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Boom, and we are live. Hi, hello, good afternoon. It's great to be here. So how are you keeping? So the plan for today, Ashley, we are going to grill you on um, your entire health and wellness journey, how you became a yogi, and why you decided to pursue a career with fighting fit in the health and wellness industry. How's that sound? Great. Let's get Good started. Yep. Let's do it. So, Ashley, can I first a little bit about yourself, a little bit of background? Who is Ashley Cardi? Uh, what inspires you or motivates you to get up out of bed in the morning? Oh, love it. Um, so I um, how do you even define yourself? Like there's a couple of things I'd say about myself. I just graduated from a degree in well, not graduated yet, but I just finished a degree in communications in DCU. Um, I've always been very heavily involved in like mental health, like doing mental health talks and stuff like that. Something that means a lot to me. Um, so it kind of motivates a lot of the things that I do. It's kind of why I'm working for Fight and Fit now. I feel like he's helped a lot of people on there, like health and wellness journey um what else i am a qualified yoga teacher as well it's always been a dream of mine i got to uh do my course i think it's two years ago now um yeah, time, flies. time flies yes <laughs> um so yeah th- those are kind of like the main things the the main driving motivations that like that's what gets me up every day like helping people um being able to I don't know, create stuff around yoga and fitness and stuff like that. Uh, I really enjoy Excellent, because you feel like you're helping people out with their mental health and that's kind of one of your core values. Yep, exactly. Amazing. cool. And I can describe kind of what is your own personal kind of health and wellness journey, but like say like, let's bring it right back, say from childhood, teens, right into adulthood. Yeah, um, I guess I was like quite an active child, never liked playing sports though per se, like never liked say team sports and stuff like that. So I would have... Uh, picked up things like running and like mountain biking when I was a bit younger and then moved on to like say rowing in college uh, so I just kind of dabbled in stuff like that and I took up yoga as well when I was younger to like kind of help manage stress and like my mental health and stuff like that so that's why I have such a like an affinity for yoga now um but yeah but uh, I remember one of the one of my main motivations for starting to come to fight and fit in the beginning was that I was doing a lot of overtraining and under eating like my my relationship with food and training and uh exercise and stuff like that it was just very messy like i would have suffered with uh like under eating binge eating that kind of thing so um like when i started coming here i was like wow they definitely won't be able to handle this problem that i have like if they're just as straightforward as like fat loss and this kind of thing but i was so surprised that like the amount of help that i got with stuff like that like just trying to manage like my relationship with food and that kind of thing when i started coming here and i actually said to you guys i was like i'm actually really struggling with this you were like okay here's what we're gonna do and since then it's like massive massive improvements i know that so many especially young girls i'm sure a lot of young lads as well probably struggle with it i know that it's it's i'd say it's an epidemic these days actually like the whole like 
I don't know, there's so much information about like diets and everything, how you should look a certain way and all that kind of thing these days. It's it's very hard to kind of manage your feelings around food and stuff like that. So I think if I could help people with that, having gone through that kind of process, it's still an ongoing process, like that would make me very happy to be able to alleviate some of that stress off people. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. That's kind of one of the things I love about your story. Um, the fact that you've been a fighting mem- fight fit member before you became part of the team. That for me is like the perfect ascension. Um, yeah. You know, to kind of help somebody, you know, build that. Because again, what is it, the old saying? Good people are hard to find, you know, kind of finding it or building a team that genuinely share our core values and really kind of fit in with the the, the kind of family ethos that we that we try and cultivate at fighting fit. I think is super, super important. Um, and who was, who was it that got you into yoga? Like, is it something you just found online? Who was, like, your main inspiration? Did you have somebody close to you that was into it or anything like that? Um, I would have done it when I was younger, like, very young. And then, like, as you know, like, loads of people know this already, but I lost my dad to suicide when I was 13. And then, like, me and my mom, we were kind of, like, trying to, you know, like, you try and pick up the pieces after something like that happens. So she was like, right, we'll try yoga. And we started going to Elevate Dundalk. Uh, Just down the road here. So I started doing anti-gravity yoga when I was, like, 14 and I was like, oh my God, this works. Like yeah. <laughs> you can go to yeah. like, ter- like I was going to like counseling and stuff like in conjunction with it, but it's like, it's really like, what are you doing during the week in between your like therapy sessions? That's really helping you to feel good in yourself that you feel like you're accomplishing something that you're actually working on like your mind and your body and stuff like that. So that's like, I think that's why exercise and yoga is such a profound thing for me because I'm like there's a lot of problems that people can solve in their life that they're going through like say like mental struggles and stuff like that there's a lot of things you can actually solve with yoga with exercise with nutrition sleep and all that kind of stuff so I think I think it's really cool that that's what fight and fit promotes and he's like he's carried out really well and I've seen it over the past few years and I've just uh, been very impressed with it also very happy to be working here now you know, amazing. And what do you what do you think it is is about yoga? Kind of this kind of concept of I know everybody struggles. We all know we probably should be a little bit more mindful, a little more present, do a little bit more meditation, all that good stuff. But at the same time, a lot of people really, really struggle with it, again, myself included. What do you think it is about yoga that kind of just really helps people with that aspect? Is it kind of being present with the discomfort? Um, or what do you find it is? I kind of think that's kind of one of the key elements to it, where it's kind of sitting and being quiet and clear in your mind and all that kind of stuff that's commonly associated with meditation and mindfulness and that kind of stuff. You know, I think it's being present with the with the discomfort or actually having an action, having something to do, something to focus on, I think is what people need or, or what, what makes it easier for people to get into. Yeah, I think uh, it's always a daunting thing to get into, especially if you're used to kind of, if you're used to being busy all the time, like I still find it hard to like, sit down on my mat and actually like start it's like okay now I have to like make everything quiet down and be nice and calm now and just like really focus on what's happening but something that really struck me when I did my yoga teacher training was um I was actually I was looking for something to make me feel like good and not anxious every day because you know like that kind of feeling where you wake up in the morning and you're like oh god I have this sense of dread for no reason like you just start worrying about all the tasks you have to do during the day and um it's more of like uh, I think I actually did a podcast about it after after I came back from Thailand I was like it's like falling in love with life again so if you have a practice that you can turn to every morning like a short like yoga practice um 
and you complete it and you've dedicated yourself to show up every day and do it, you know that you're guaranteed to feel better than you did before you stepped on your mat. So yeah. I think it's it's really good to have an exercise routine, but I find that yoga really, really helped me step up. Um, having a thing that I could do just on my own as soon as I woke up. And I was like, right, I'm not doing anything else until I do this. And then everything runs so much smoothly after that. So much more smoothly. It just helps to like direct your focus onto what really matters instead of getting distracted by things that haven't happened yet or things that you're dreading and stuff like that. So that yeah. that's really at its core. Like you could get into the theory of it and everything like that, but it really is just like a sinking of like to be in sync. I don't mean like sinking of like yeah. your mind, your body, and your spirit kind of things. So you just come more together, I think, when you have a practice yeah. like that and you dedicate yourself to it every day. Yeah, that's good. And I think you know what you're also doing with that is like you know you're you're habit stacking. You're also you're you're taking yeah. control of the day. You're being proactive. You know, so you're you're getting that win first thing in the morning. Whereas what a lot of people tend to do, and again, I've been guilty of this in the past too. You know, first thing in the morning, we get into reactive mode. We're on our phone. We're checking our notifications. We're checking our emails. We're allowing the day to dictate. Whereas what we're doing is what you're doing is what I would say is you know you're filling up your own cup first. You're taking that minute, taking that five, ten, fifteen minutes, whatever it is, to focus on yourself. To focus on your own mental health, to focus on your own energy for the day, and then I said that has, a, has an extremely positive effect um, throughout the rest of it. It's something I've been experimenting with a lot over the, over the last couple of years. Of kind of trying to find a morning routine that kind of really works for me, and things yeah. like you, know, you got me onto the gratitude journal. Yeah, gratitude Five journal again. Don't, I don't do I don't do it as consistently as I should. The same with most things, and the same with everybody. You think we're all human, and I think perfection is not necessarily um, a realistic target. Um, but at the same time, the days that I, I I do do it, which is more than the days I don't usually, you know, it's just just that concept of taking control of the day I find so so important. But also taking control of the focus. It's like, what do I choose to focus on today? And that I yeah. find is the, the beauty about the, the, the gratitude journal. And then it's like, right. Then it's also when just basic planning and time management. It's like, right, what is my focus of the day? What am I actually going to spend my time doing today instead of being pulled in 10 different directions? You know, once nine o'clock hits, you know, everybody wants your attention, your boss, your friends, your family, everybody wants you to do something. Yeah. And then usually, was you take car of the hour out in the morning for yourself, or it's 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever it is, you know, just such a, a more proactive approach. And over over the long term, I think people would really see see the benefits if they just stopped hitting that snooze button two or three times before they get out of bed. Yeah, you realize actually when you take that time to like say it's a five-minute journal to direct your focus on what you're grateful for and like plan, you realize that like you can call them energy drains and stuff like that or throughout your day, like things that you get distracted by, you actually realize that they actually really do like bring you down in a sense that like when you're not focused on what you really want and what you want to achieve, it's like, God, you just feel like a little bit like, uh, I just feel a little bit unsettled in myself. Like if I get distracted by other things, I'm not like, I don't know, like tunnel vision, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think fo- focus is so important in a world where there's like it's like the, these times. What is it? There's there's we got a problem with too much information instead of a lack of information. So it's really is like yeah. having having our blinkers on, having having the our filter on, so that we really have to you know focus on the things that are important. Otherwise, as I said we'll end up wasting days and weeks on things that aren't really moving the needle in terms of kind of where we want to go with our own lives. You know, things like having core values and having things that you know that you want to get out of your life just is such a useful compass to help you direct direct you in, you know, for like a, use a ship analogy, like when the, the wind is blowing us all over the place, to have that folks to be able to steer the ship and set the sail in a certain direction. Although we might get drift, we might drift off course every once in a while, which is normal, we're going in a general direction, which is, 
amazingly useful for me. And I find so many people are just maybe a little bit lost and they're being pulled from thing to thing and, you know, goal to goal and, you know, friends yeah. to friends. And you, have to. you have no choice but to be focused. It's like you have a business on you. <laughs> what yeah. would happen if you started, like, getting steered, like, in all directions? Like, yeah, so? and, and, and I do, again, because my, my kind of personality really is, like, you know, I kind of, I suffer with shiny object, objects syndrome myself a lot. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this is the best thing to do. This is the best thing to do. This is the best thing to do. But it's all put it through the filter, right? These are our core values. Do, do these things align with our core values? What are the core KPIs? What am I actually trying to do here? You know, take care of our members, grow our business, take care of our staff. It's like, right, is it going to help us do that? And then I, I say to the guys all the time, because people come to you with ideas all the time now. Um, and, and it's like, we can't do everything. You know, the hardest job we have now is saying no to opportunity. Everybody wants, oh, wouldn't this program be great? Wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't it, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? It's like, it's like, listen, we can't do everything. We need to focus on two or three things, try and do them exceptionally well. And that's kind of where our focus needs to be. Because if you, if you try and do 100 things, you'll end up doing nothing well. Whereas if you do maybe two or three things, you try and do them uh, exceptionally well. And that's kind of our, our kind of business philosophy anyway. Um, yeah. But kind of back, back to yourself on your on your, um, your yoga journey then. So kind of you came to fight and fit. You're struggling with, you know, um, restricting and binging and this kind of stuff, kind of under-eating, over-training. Um, what, what, what kind of useful tools, if anyone is in, in a similar situation, what kind of useful tools maybe did you learn or, or habits did you adopt that helped you kind of overcome them problems? Um, one, number one is to like take the pressure off, like let go of the pressure. And that's that's like a constant ongoing pr- process. So you could say, oh, I'm going to like practice self-love today, but that doesn't really mean much until you actually uh, say, like say if you're in, in this situation that like you've just had a binge like I, I'd feel like massive guilt back in the day but um because I'd be trying to get everything like absolutely perfect with my diet I'd have that like massive pressure there so it's like being able to let go of that guilt and like continue on with whatever direction you want to be heading in and if a binge happens it happens um also looking at what triggers binges as well like say if if i find i'm like retired or stressed or something um like it's usually just like a comfort kind of reaction like say if you've also been through like some traumatic things as well it's like if you have a like everyone kind of has their way of coping with things and like for me like food is my thing um so it's all about like keeping your head right like keeping your head in order keeping um like just making sure they don't take on too much yourself but like mm. i'm not an expert i'm not an expert on it either but it's yeah, just that like, from personal like anecdotal experience this is like this is what i've learned about it because i had no idea what was going on like in the beginning i was yeah. just like i was just using like restriction to cope and i was using binging to cope after that um what else yoga has really helped just being able to like get everything like really calm uh like yoga and meditation i'm i make sure like every day i meditate if i don't do yoga um so meditation has really really helped um i know that's a hard habit for people to get into but even like five minutes like if you start doing five minutes even two minutes meditation it's like that's more than you would have done um i think that's so i think it's hard to throw i think that's such a good point because kind of just to add to that um what you said about the perfectionist mentality like, you know, two yeah. minutes really is better than no no time at all. And I had a conversation with the coaches earlier on today. I was just checking in on, on a client. Um, I said, like, oh, how is X, X client getting on? I know she started off very well. Like, this client started off like a bat out of hell, you know, dropping serious weight, you know, working out five, six times a week, you know, absolutely smashing. And I was like, they're the ones you really have to watch because 
if they start too strong, the chance of them, you know, do maybe, you know, engaging in some sort of then self-sabotaging behavior or some sort of binging or falling off the wagon because they started too strong because it has to be perfect. They're the ones I find that really need to be watched. Whereas if, again, let go, let go of this perfectionist mentality and give yourself, I say to people now when I'm doing consultations, no, 90% is enough. Give yourself that little bit of weight yeah. or such ice cream and that you don't feel like you, um, you've ruined it. Again, at the end of the video, we can't be having a, a large Domino's and four cookies to ourselves either because that will that obviously affect our, our results. But at the same time, you know, going out with friends and maybe eating out once or twice a week, giving yourself that little bit of wiggle room so that you don't feel like a failure if you, know, you, if you eat one wrong thing that week or even two wrong things that week. It's like, right, listen, seven days in a week. You know what I mean? You're having seven, three, three meals a day that we're having 21 meals. If you have 19 out of 21 meals, you're still going to make really, really good progress. So it's like just really let go of for be free of free of the outcome and really focus on the focus on the, the actions and the behaviors that are going to eventually drive the, the long term result. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like I I was like I I tried all these like crazy diets. Like I was like vegan, vegetarian, raw vegan, like all these kind of things. And they're like they're massively restrictive. Like especially if you're a raw vegan. So all I would, yeah. I, I would think of was like, oh my god, imagine I had pizza like all the time or I had like a list of like say desserts that I hadn't eaten because like I gave up sugar as well it's like I had a, a list of desserts that I hadn't eaten in like two years and I was like imagine I get to eat these again um yeah. and then I I had to just kind of learn to um like start breaking those rules like so start to like have uh like treats and stuff and just be okay with eating them which is like it's really weird at first like anyone that has kind of struggled with an eating disorder like they'll probably find that they I, I know it's a common thing that they'll have like really like specific rules about food and everything so it's like breaking them is like oh my god I've just broken my whole identity that I've formed for like the past year or so so that's a really difficult thing to do but because then you can go to the extreme of binging on those foods and that's a big fear so it's all about feeling okay about introducing those foods back in it's like it will it's a rocky road to recovery like it does feel like you're absolutely losing control at times but in the end it's like like my goal is to get to a place where it's like it doesn't bother me anymore do you yeah. get me and every time like I make a decision to like work towards that I get a little bit better so yeah well wow, amazing so and it really is all about again one one, one day at a time put one foot in front of the other and over to over time make small actions, small decisions, small improvements. And I just said like letting go of these old identities, these old definitions we have ourselves is so important. I feel like that identity, these identity shifts are key, I think, for 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 genuine long lasting transformation. I have to change the identity. I'm not the I'm not a binger. I'm not the fat person. I'm not XYZ. And then you can step into these new identities, but we have to take the actions and behaviors I find to really, really um, convince our subconscious mind that we have made the genuine change. And they're the people then who stick with it over the long term, I think. And just as well, like, you know, talking about kind of binge eating and, and, and kind of these kind of um, unhealthy patterns that we, we find ourselves in. But I think the important thing to emphasize is that we're using these to cope. You know, we use these to cope. Yeah based on trauma that was we've experienced usually in childhood and all again it always goes back to our childhood usually and this is again i'm no expert in this area at all but it's something yeah it's something i'm becoming more and more um curious and interested about and i want to learn more and more about uh, gabor mate is a, is, is a trauma oh, expert um, and he's actually come out with a, a movie recently um i i i i 
purchased i don't think you had to buy it i've made a donation just to support it but i have it there to watch um, so i want to check that out because the more and more um you know I, I get to know clients and the people who are really struggling over the long term like it really does seem like you know it's trauma-based patterns yeah. or response patterns that that we fought and again i'm guilty as well you know we've all I've, i know i've i've kind of been through some trauma as well um childhood growing up being in foster care dealing with alcohol there's alcoholism and addiction and all this kind of stuff um, yeah. so that's kind of something that I'm, I'm 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 really curious about and i hope to to learn a lot more about over the next kind of couple of weeks and months so i can help myself first because i think that's kind of coaches i think people are getting the coach the coach industry and are really passionate about it. they want to help themselves first again i lost i was passionate about helping myself and losing the weight and getting fit and healthy and feeling better with myself and then once i've done that then you know i i, I got kind of um, emboldened to then help more people do the same thing um so yeah so that's kind of something i think is really important uh, for people yeah, to understand. Actually, I, I think to learn about if you could google if you if you are struggling with self-sabotage and behavior and this kind of stuff i would encourage you to, to youtube gabor mate and listen to to the things he has to say um because it already does come back to you know self-love and loving yourself and all that stuff is kind of as, as corny and cringy as it sounds that is the key for a lot of people that is what's what's missing that that love for themselves yeah actually i remember when i first joined senior you had like your little transformation in the like welcome booklet or the nutrition guide or something and i remember seeing that it was so reassuring because i was very nervous about joining and i was like oh my god the guy who owns this place is struggling in the past as well so yeah. i think it's yeah. it's nice for clients to be able to relate to like someone else's struggle like say me coming on the podcast today because i'm probably a new face for uh, a lot of people it's like i like i i know kind of if you're struggling with food and stuff like that i know how debilitating that can be and it's like yeah. i just want to help i just want to help as yeah. much as i can to make it feel better yeah yeah and i, I think you people looking at you wouldn't think like you look you're so athletic you're such a, an amazing yogi um you know people will probably look at you and, and you know they do do it and we do this a lot based based on people's appearance we kind of assume it's easy for them but as i said you would be putting years and years of daily yeah. practice into into turn into this this amazing yoga that you are today um i think you know it is a massive credit to you and your discipline and um the habits that you've built have really served you over the years yeah definitely it's like it like if people think they're if, if people are going through a tough time and they think oh i can i just need like a, a quick way to get out of this it really is like it's like the way joe rogan talks about momentum it's like those little decisions and they start to build up and it's like you're responsible for doing them every single day like people think that if they want to get good at yoga or like just feel overall better that it's like a quick fix that's so cliche but uh it really is like I don't know, like I see like me doing yoga and journaling and stuff as like actual like my form of antidepressants and stuff like that. Like that works for me. And it's like without them, I probably I'd be in a worse place than I am right now. So like building them up over time, just like, oh, my God, this is magic. And it works for me. Might not work for everyone. I know like I've seen cases myself, like firsthand where people definitely need antidepressants and stuff like that. And I've actually been like offered them myself. But I never took them and I kind of decided to take this route, which is probably it's a rocky one, but it's like in the end it really pays off because you have these yeah. like solid routines and practices that um that are gonna really stand to you. 
Yeah, and I think what you said is, is, is so important. I think even now, uh, more than ever, with the gyms back open, and I know a lot of people maybe have lost momentum uh, with their with their routines because environments uh, play a, a key factor too in, in terms of triggers. And triggers can be good and bad. We got triggers that um, that come before good behavior, and we've got triggers that come before negative behavior. Or I don't want to say bad behavior, but that that kind of behavior, behavior, the behavior that doesn't necessarily serve us or, or kind of push us in the direction that we want to be going. Um, but momentum is so important. And we kind of ha- try and kind of cultivate this philosophy of unfair that's like, right, miss a day, shit happens, life gets in the way, but never miss two days in a row. Because if you miss two days in a row, the likelihood of that becoming three days, four days a week, two weeks, a month, it exponentially grows. So it's just so important that you build momentum. I'm going to throw in a, a shameless plug here that we do have a free five-day momentum challenge on our website, fightingfitnation.com, for anybody maybe who has fallen into a bit of a rut or fallen off the the, the, the old wagon um, and wants to get back on track, maybe build some momentum before maybe they don't maybe their confidence is a place where they don't feel ready to return to a gym or to training or whatever it is. Um, Pete's throwing it up, up on the screen there. So that's at fightingfitnation.com. Every day what you're going to get is you're going to get um, a free workout, you get a free nutrition tip, and you also get a mindset hack. So we talk in there about things like, um, you know, about journaling, about self-talk, about limiting beliefs, as well as kind of giving some useful and practical um, nutrition advice as well. So I would encourage anybody to go check that out. Um, free five-day challenge. It's really going to help you get back on track um, and hopefully um, educate you as well, because education really is the is the um, the long-term um, the long-term secret you got to educate yourself you got to empower yourself with good information so that you're you're equipped when 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 the when the challenges um show up in your life it's like right i need the tools i need the knowledge to actually overcome this in a responsible way um because as you mentioned earlier on with the with things like yoga helping you um you know with the with the maybe the negative patterns that you've gone into this concept of surfing the urge or being mindful and understanding the emotions that come before the behaviors is so important. Like surfing the urge is this very, very simple, um, but as most simple things are, overlooked uh, tool that people can use. So it's like if I feel the urge to binge or I feel the urge to cheat in my diet, what I can do is it's like wait 10 minutes, sit with the feelings, notice what, what thoughts are occurring, you know, what, what is actually happening right now, what am I feeling, what is, what is giving me this urge to do XYZ behavior and trying to understand that and then trying to understand the root cause of that and what, what, what environment, what people, what is triggering these behaviors, I find um, is very, very, very useful. So like, you know, you find you're in from the house, you're feeling emotion, like, I'm going to the fridge, I'm grabbing that tub of ice cream. So it's like, okay, it's like, don't don't have this thing where it's like, no, you can't have the ice cream. It's okay, I can have the ice cream, just wait 10 minutes and just sit yeah. with it. And then see is, and see if you still want it in 10 minutes. And then people do that. And again, you might maybe you will still want the ice cream and fair enough, but it's like, right, but maybe, maybe one time out of five, you won't and then maybe you'll be two times out of five then maybe three times out of five then maybe four times out of five and then maybe you've taken back a little bit of power and then maybe now you're in control again um so mm-hmm. useful useful tip tip for some people if the if the if they want it um and then kind of back to yourself ashton then so moving on then to your to your yoga journey because again myself and jenny done the same course that you and chris done yes. we can encourage you guys to do because you know what, what what an experience to you know to, to to learn to be a yoga teacher in the beautiful country that is thailand on the beach in sun doing yoga at sunrise um an amazing experience how, how did you find out and kind of what motivated you to, to take that step to become become a yogi yeah i think i i had it in my head for for a good few years i'd say when i was kind of like a teenager i was like wow imagine i could transfer this feeling of 
like uh, the feeling you get after a yoga class imagine I could transfer that on to other people like that for me would be like the most fulfilling job ever like above all else everything else that I could have seen myself doing I was like wow that really it really feels like it fits so then I saw I was like oh my god Stephen and Jenny have actually gone and done that like what the heck it seemed like quite an out of reach goal for me I was like how do I even like organize all this like I, I couldn't even like think about going over on my own it'd be like really scary and stuff so it happened that like Chris was me and Chris decided to go over I think three weeks before we headed we booked the flights and um we went away and it was only because like you had done it before that I was like oh my god like people can actually do this like people from the dock like right right where I live can actually do this um and you have been through the course and that was a really good uh like just a really good way to be introduced to it yeah so and then when we actually got over there it was crazy like thailand is a mad country like yeah. any other places you go on holidays you're just like all right okay this is spain i kind of know what spain is like but once you get to thailand you're like whoa there is so much going on everywhere and yeah. uh, everyone's so hard working like you'd never see thai people in the pubs or anything or like out being leisurely or something like they're yeah. always working they're always doing something uh, even like one of the things that our one of our thai instructors uh said about the thai people she was like uh we actually have very little like injuries when we get into old age because we're always like sitting cross-legged as we work like as we uh do other things and that's why like their knees are so healthy like she was like she still looks like younger than me and she i think she's like 50 something or something like that yeah. i don't know how how old is panita ah, yeah, yeah she's probably Mid, mid to late anyway, in, 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 and she's actually opened up, or I think she's opened up her own restaurant um, over the last yes. year I've seen from our from our Facebook, I think, which is pretty cool. Um, and another thing that I think the bathroom situation really also helps there with kind of mobility into old age because they don't they don't use toilets over there; they use the the kind of the holes in the grounds, which forces you down into that primal <laughs> squat position, which is something that we all struggle with, especially with the new level method of fighting fit. Um, you know, holding that, I struggle with it massively because again, the hips are tight, the glutes are tight, everyone, and they, it's a chain, so everyone's kind of everyone affects everyone else. Um, but imagine doing that, imagine every time you went to the bathroom, you had to do a primal squat and you're trained yeah. to do that from from a child the, the, the whole way up, you know, um, which is really useful. And you see the, the funny pictures in the in the airports and the public places telling people not to stand in the toilets to get into that same kind of deep squat position before <laughs> they go to the bathroom, which is um, which is funny. Oh, so what was kind of your, your biggest takeaway from the from the yoga teacher training? Oh, the biggest takeaway. Um, oh, just the whole feeling around it. Like the whole vibe of yogis is that, I don't even know how to describe it. Like just to be absolutely present and loving, I guess, when you come onto your mat. Like to, oh, Ahimsa, one of the, I forget the name. Ahimsa, the eight, so like, eight limbs of yoga. Yeah, one of the eight limbs uh, is ahimsa, and it's like uh, non-violence towards yourself and every other living thing. So it's like apply that to your yoga practice. It's like I'm not gonna go harder than uh, than feels good today. I'm gonna practice like self-care for myself during the practice, and I'm also going to spread that to others. So like be really mindful of everyone else. So that's like the one takeaway I got from it. Like the, 
the whole thing was a very deep experience. Like I remember one day doing the, oh my God, it's going from my head now. Do you know the yoga where you wear, you have to wear all white? Kundalini. Uh, Kundalini. Kundalini yoga. Yeah. That was mental. What was that? that sa- like, no. Sa- no. Sa- no. <laughs> Yeah. If anyone, I don't know if, if anyone's listening has ever tried it or you want to look it up, it's it's mad. Like, I, I was, like, bawling in tears by the end of it. I couldn't stop because, like, all yeah. this, like, I was like, this isn't going to work, like, all this chanting yeah. and stuff. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, help. And yeah. then people were laughing and everything, like, just, like, uncontrollable laughter. Like, there's loads of people getting emotional. A really powerful experience like that and, like, ecstatic dancing and everything. Like, there's just a lot of very special moments which – not sure you'd expect would happen if you're like getting up but starting day at six doing like four yoga sessions during the day all this theory like there's a lot of profound moments that happen during the course um with all the the lovely people on the course because everyone's coming together for the same thing so i think it's a really nice um thing to do so i think if anyone's like if anyone's on the fence about doing something like that i'd say definitely go for it it's definitely a great investment and imagine going on holiday where you get uh a yoga teacher qualification at the end of it yeah yeah it's amazing listen i haven't really taught much yoga at all kind of since like a back because i kind of really done it as like more kind of like you know tick the box as well and say like oh well it was like a bonus to get the certification i kind of really done it for myself to kind of immerse myself in it um yeah. so two things One is, uh, my biggest takeaway was again himsa i actually i actually love that as well because mm. it was just a, a different mindset shift from coming from fighting fit where we were all about like hit and working hard and even boxing and training hard and doing all this stuff to then be told you can you can you know you can take child's pose at any time you know feel free feel free to you know feel free to to to, to, to take a shavasana yeah and i did many on many occasions many mornings when we were tired or something i just kind of said like oh my goodness my body's my body's a bit tight i just kind of lie there and kind of meditate and kind of be present for no for 5 10 15 sometimes 20 minutes and, and, and you know nobody and you know because it wasn't about pushing yourself hard it was about listening to your body being present and doing whatever you feel like you needed to do on the mat which i just thought was such a beautiful aspect of yoga and such a nice my kind of vision for yoga was and the reason i want to kind of get it more and more um, incorporated into fighting fit is this kind of concept of the yin and the yang you know the yang is the high yeah. energy stuff um the weightlifting, the hit the the, the the getting the heart rate up the sweating but then the the other end of it the yang or the yin is the relaxing the meditating the um holding the poses and, and the shavasanas and this kind of stuff and i just thought that was such a beautiful compliment to it and the other big takeaway for me was just the immersive experience of a retreat and like literally going like living eating and breeding it for an extended period for 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 days and days and for in our case it was a three weeks in, in total wasn't it um it was so. it two weeks i tried uh, it was three weeks but it, but you know like this, more, yeah two two and a half weeks at least but that kind of immersive experience i just think is such a beautiful way to learn and such and to be taken out of your natural environment and to be thrown um you know two feet into this completely new concept and of kind of spirituality and way to move your body i think was just was just amazing that's kind of why hopefully post-covid now once we can really establish ourselves in the new facility and that kind of stuff like to really look at hopefully running some retreats of our own um in the not too distant future you know get renting out a cool place in spain or portugal taking a relatively small group over with us and like really helping people um you know make some genuine transformation change by taking them away from all the triggers and the environments and the people that are clouding their judgment 
right now. So if we can take them back and remind themselves, like, who am I? What is my priorities? What do I want to be? What do I want to do? And then helping them by cultivating, um, you know, habits and routines and getting them up nice and early, maybe doing a little bit of yoga. Maybe then we go have a healthy breakfast, go do a bit of exercise, come back, do some journaling, do some mindset work, maybe a couple of nutrition lessons, maybe a cooking class, maybe, you know, fun fun activities and even get them, help them kind of, um get in touch with their inner child again let's play a few games let's have a few laughs and then yeah that's so key you know, i think I you think- have to you have to know going in as well that like if you if you go in and you commit to it like you have to realize that you're not going to come out as the same person that you were like you have to like be okay with like letting go of like the person that you were before you go into something like that because it's like you will be changed forever like it, it kind of leads you down a path of like oh, I've had a glimpse into what it's like to be disconnected with myself and disconnected with the earth. And I want to know more now. I want to know about the universe. I want to know about God. Like, what is, what is like, why are we here? So yeah. you start, like, searching for those things after, I think. So um, that, I think that's really key, what you were saying about taking, uh, taking people out of their environment, taking them to this place where it's, like, it's all just we're going to work on, I don't know, just – like resetting almost yeah. it's like a, a clear out of your mind like a clear out of your body and all that kind of stuff so i think that's what i really liked about it yeah you know amazing um so yeah fingers crossed hopefully in the not too distant future you might see some fighting for retreats and again in the short term future hopefully we'll get back to uh doing some some more regular we'll bring back the, the the yoga on sundays but doing it in person this time because i just have this vision i just see everybody just just a nice kind of vibration in the room everybody just doing a shavasana on the floor yeah. meditating you know what, actually well i remember there's one evening we were uh in the gym i think there was like only like i think it was just me and chris or something and then someone else and i like we were doing yoga as our cool day and i was actually getting a bit emotional i was like god yeah. i haven't actually felt like this many people in a room doing yoga like since before the pandemic I think it was yeah. just after one of our like we workouts or something like that. Uh, so I, I'm so looking forward to that that feeling of like having everyone in a room and because it, it really is really cool, like everyone coming together for that same shared purpose. Yeah, and I remember I think it was it was, it was Mick Mull that was there. What a sudden Chris was leading yes. uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a cool down. We done it done a shavasana again again. It is really just something about the energy and the vibration. Um, and yoga as a philosophy for life is just so it's just so powerful, you know, because it's not necessarily you don't it doesn't necessarily want to attach you to any sort of you know, religious belief or anything like that, but the kind of the Indian philosophy, um, you know, yoga and Hinduism and this kind of stuff, just very, very insightful. And again, it's not necessarily, it's so interesting just to learn about these things, you know, to kind of, because I feel like, again, I feel like one of the main reasons people are struggling out is just because through a lack of, a lack of religion, and not necessarily a lack of religion, but a lack of spirituality, a lack of connection to themselves. And like yeah. these people believe like, you know, we are God. And this is kind of where, where I'm at in terms of my spiritual journey. I feel like there's a little piece of God in us, like our soul, that's what it is. Like we're all God and like, we're all kind of playing out this, this, I don't know what, I don't even know what you'd call it, but we're just kind of playing out this reality. Um, and it's like God experiencing ex- itself, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I just, I just think it's so cool. I think it's so important for people to kind of pay attention to that because I feel like when we neglect that aspect of ourselves, when we neglect our spirit, that's kind of when we were more likely to be depressed and feel purposeless and hopeless and nihilistic and all this stuff as well, you know? Yeah, and it's like, how would how would everyone show up in the world if they realize that God isn't, like, I, I think people try and put words onto what God is and, like, that's expressed through, like, different kinds of religions and everything. We have this, like, 
idea of God as like the punisher, like people yeah. don't want to, people don't want to buy into that. It's like, if I do anything wrong, that's going to be like, ah, you're bad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like, like God, God is, God is life force. God is the universe. Yeah. God is what gives the universe life. And it's like, it's not, I'm not talking about a man in the sky with a white beard. I'm talking about yeah. energy or something that not even something that we can't even fully understand, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's in everybody. I think. Yeah, once once people realize that that it's like it's accessible to every single one of us. Like it's not it's not just reserved for certain people. Like once yeah. you actually look really deep inside yourself, it's like it's there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about yoga as well. It encourages the, the person or the self to kind of go on this journey and to connect with quote unquote God, whatever whatever that means to you. Whereas like I think more kind of the the corporatized religion. You know, you, you got to go to church. You got to go to the priest. You got to go to the pastor. You got to go to somebody else to access yeah. God. Whereas this really, yeah, where this really encourages you know you to you can connect with God at any time. Um, mm-hmm. Again, but you just kind of got. And again, the whole purpose of yoga is to, from what I know, the whole purpose of the shavasana at the end, or the whole purpose of the asana or the movements, as well as can obviously kind of being being good for for mobility and help. It's it's essentially for two things: one, to improve mobility to 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 a level where you can sit an easy pose or sit in that kind of meditation pose with your legs crossed so you have that kind of mobility so you can do that comfortably it's not a struggle but also to tire out the body so that it's easier to sink into a deep meditation um, yeah as far as far as i know that's kind of the that's kind of the real purpose of the asana so you you know you go for 45 40 45 minutes you're you know, you're doing more you're tired out the body and it's just so much easier to meditate in that state Versus kind of maybe when you're when you're feeling a little bit more energized, so tire at the body, uh, tire at the body, tire at the mind to an extent, and you'll you'll kind of sink deeper into into meditation. Because we had some really powerful meditations over there, and even the kind of talking about kind of the, the emotion and they kind of talk a little bit hippy dippy and like you're talking a little bit about astrology and all this kind of stuff. And I think it's like two people nowadays are just too cynical. I think we we're, we're too yeah. we're too sure of ourselves, and we think science has everything figured out. But I believe any any real scientist knows that. We don't even know what we don't know. We're not even aware of the things we don't know yet. You know, and every 50 years we look back and we think, Jesus, we were pretty stupid back then. The things that doctors and scientists promoted 50 years ago, you, know, you would have found a lot of doctors promoting smoking and all this, all these chemicals and stuff that, that really damaged people's health were supported by quote unquote science. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think it's very important that we we have a, we approach science with a little bit of humility and realize that there is maybe I think a little bit of magic still left in the world if we're open to it again but i feel like a lot of people just close them doors through cynicism and they miss out on a little bit of magic in life and i think that that is important exactly yeah it's nice to just be like fluid and like open to ideas like i know like some people are more open than others or what did you get on your do you know the is it the myers-briggs test did you write high on openness i, I think so yeah i think i, I, I think like I, I yeah I, th- I think I was kind of, I think I was in the, in the what was it, uh, maybe in the 90th percentile or something like that. I think, I think I am, I am quite an open, an open person uh, when it comes to, to, yeah. to new ideas. I love, I love ideas. Because um, even where I say we're talking about astrology and stuff, and I'd be uh, an Aquarius and I spend a lot of time in the clouds or my, in, my, in my own head. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I am, it's I am a lot even to like, like you probably find this yourself, like whether you agree with them or not, or whether, whether you think they're right or not. It's like, I want to just have fun listening to it and see what I think of it. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's just an interesting. Good. Yeah, it's just an interesting thought exercise. It's just interesting to kind of think it through and to kind of to 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 to, to uh, like even like astrology and stuff. I just think is is just very interesting, and it doesn't mean that yeah. you know the people think astrology is like you know the the star sign stuff that you see in the paper, but it actually goes much deeper than that. Yeah, it's, it's not as simple as that. 
um, you know, and, and to be fair, when we do it, like, um, what is what, what is the name of the app? I think Chris Hemsworth promoted it at one time. Oh, um, I can't remember what. What was it called? CoStar. No, not CoStar. Oh, there's there's another name I can't find. It. If I remember, I'll post in the comments or somebody text me and ask me, I'll, I'll find it. Um, but like literally, but it was pretty bang on for a lot of us. Like you know, we put everyone. Yeah. Like, we, we don't we don't ever read out everybody's thing. It's like Jesus, that really is a lot like that person. And again, maybe so it's not I got again horoscope. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's too uh, accurate for well. I find mine is too accurate for maybe. Yeah, I think mine is extreme. I think mine is extremely <laughs> accurate as well. And so, but again, but more importantly, more importantly, because our ego can you know tell us you know that oh this is who I am and this X Y Z. But it's like the people around you, the people that care about you, the people you, ha- you have relationships with. A lot of them will say, actually, no, that that actually sounds a lot like you as well. And we don't know with yeah. you know, me, Chris Brand, and you, everybody. Like we've all done it. And it's like okay, that, that's pretty good. But I think when you're talking. Um, about that and you're kind of encompassing a lot of people like you have to generalize you can't be exactly specific for every single person when there's only like say like 12 different categories to incorporate billions of people so there has yeah. to be a bit of nuance allowed as well um, but I just I just think it's very very interesting so maybe actually that's something we'll do like as we bring back the yoga into the, the fine feel like really kind of maybe make some content around maybe we'll do another podcast on maybe the philosophy of yoga if people are interested if that's something you would be interested in guys do comment below let us know if you're watching make sure to drop a like in the video share with a friend you might find find the topics we're talking about useful or at least interesting hopefully um and i said we might do that podcast next week yes very nice cool, Love cool it. and so then to, to kind of kind of wrap, wrap it up kind of um what does the what does the future hold for you, or what do you feel like you want to get out of? So now you're, you're a member of the Fine Fit team. It's already been what three three weeks? Is this week four? Like week, I think it's a month now. Yeah, I feel so like. like what, what do you see yourself? Or where do you see yourself say over the next couple of years? Or kind of what do you hope to add to the Fine Fit experience? Um, or what then do you also what do you want to get out of the Fine Fit experience for yourself? Uh, I'd say adding adding that whole like yin aspect to it. I feel like you you guys are so good with boxing with weights and everything you've taught me all i know about all that kind of stuff and i'd really like to add my kind of take on like yoga and spirituality and that kind of thing to you know just to kind of balance out everything because it's like when you're working out so hard it's like you're gonna pay for it somehow with like muscle pain or like whatever down the line so it's really important to be incorporating stuff like yoga into your like your workout routine every week um what else? I feel like everything, like all my work experience and everything even has like led me down to this path, like whether I like it or not. It's like I, I used to teach like gymnastics and everything and um, stuff like that, like just all the yoga and everything. It's it's really what I'm passionate about. It's the thing that I do and it doesn't feel like work, which yeah. feels like I'm cheating a wee yeah. bit. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the, the job should feel like it's uh it's a drag like jobs usually feel like that and it's yeah. like this is weird now because i'm like i've been so invested in the story of the gym as well that i'm so excited about doing all the social media marketing and stuff like that so it's like oh that's easy as well <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. um just to really add as much as i can like just having have an impact on every single member that i come into contact with and really like help to forge that sense of community that you have like that makes the gym so special um and just make everyone feel as welcome as possible and help them as much as i can along their journey yeah no it's amazing sounds good again i'm super excited again i think it was an absolute coup for the gym to 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 get you on board um generally couldn't have been 
no no better person for the job. I I do, I do not oh. think so. Fingers crossed. We have a very a very fruitful and productive um, relationship together, both professionally and personally. Um, I'm sure everybody here is is is, is delighted to have you as well, and they're looking forward to again adding that aspect to the gym. As I said, I think you're right. I think you would round you round out the team um, very very nicely, and you bring a unique skill set as well, which is which is going to be exciting. So, if anybody who is listening to this um, wants to be part of the part of the journey, part of Fighting Fit 2.0, the new facility, all that good stuff, go to FightingFitNation.com. Check uh, check out what we do. Book a call with myself or one of the other coaches. We'll chat about your goals. See if what we do is a good fit for you. Because again, we do work closely with everybody. What our kind of model is not for everybody. It's not something you can dabble in. We do expect commitment. You ex- can expect a lot more from us, but we also expect a lot more from you. So we want to make sure we're a good fit before we hopefully commit to a long term relationship together. So if you are interested, findfinition.com. Leave a comment. Make sure to share this video. Drop a like if you enjoyed it. Um, and I said we'll hopefully see you uh, in the next one. Any ideas for future podcasts? I said, guys, we're here to serve and help um, as best we can. So you know. If there's any you'd like to hear us talk about, let us know. And I said we'll see you in the next one. Ashton, thanks a million for your time, and I'll see you back at the gym. Whoa! <laughs> thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. Bye, bye, guys. Thanks for listening.